Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. Quitting alcohol is arguably the fastest and easiest way for an individual to immediately improve their health, improve their sleep, improve their relationships, their finances, their spiritual life, and the list goes on and on and on. Removing alcohol can have such a cascading effect that people can become unrecognizable in just a couple of years. They can go from lethargic, lazy, unhappy to having incredible, incredible lives. But the bizarre thing is, is that when somebody tries to stop drinking alcohol, they are met with intense resistance. And this resistance comes from two different places. The first is the external resistance. What do I mean by that? Well, I mean that there's people out there that you're going to tell them, do you know what? I'm removing alcohol from my life and you're not met with support. Come on, just have one or two. Oh, it's just for tonight. Come on, it's my birthday. We've heard it all before. And this can come from people we love. It can come from family members, from friends, from colleagues. We don't want to upset them. Then we turn on the TV and the TV saying that wine drinkers live longer. Then we put on a movie and our favorite actors there with a shot of tequila or having a glass of wine. And then we watch a sport and then there it is again. It's almost like the entire world is working against us. And then on the other side of it, we've got the inner resistance. There's this idea that we want to drink. We tell ourselves we're not gonna drink. We promise ourselves we're not gonna drink. And then a few hours pass, a few days pass, a few weeks pass, and we're there wanting to drink. We feel this desire, this pull to just have one or two. Even though we know in our hearts that we could have better health, we could drop that 20 pounds, our relationship with our partners could improve better than ever. We know all of this stuff, yet these forces are so strong that it becomes so difficult to stop drinking. But it doesn't need to be that way. I've not drank for just under five years after a 10-year battle. After calling myself an alcoholic, just, just using my own willpower, even trying to go to AA meetings, I found a way. And it's not just me, it is millions of other people as well. And if you watch this video to the very end, I promise you, you will leave with so much motivation to get rid of alcohol from your life that you will also become unrecognizable in just a few months time. Now, the important thing to understand is that it is the poison, the acetylaldehyde itself, that leads to the effect of being inebriated or drunk. I think most people don't realize that, that being drunk is actually a poison-induced disruption in the way that your neural circuits work. It starts off as a fun little thing, and then it turns into a, an escape, and then all of a sudden you don't really, you don't remember why you're out there doing stuff. It was more just that I lost everything. I was practically homeless, unable to hold down like a waiting tables job. My friends all started to abandon me because I was a very angry and, and horrible human being to be around. And then finally, like my girlfriend, who I never thought would leave me, like left me. And you know, it was started off with this, then it became that. Then my wife started getting on me, like, Jesus Christ, look at the size. And I started, I go, it's a home pour. Eight minutes left in the show, pour another one. So I poured the other one, it was over, and I was walking down the stairs to our bedroom, and I didn't know if she was still up or not. I literally was hiding it on the side of my leg, trying to make sure the ice cube wasn't gonna clink against the side <laughs> of the glass. And I'll tell you, I drank every single night of my life, and I never thought I could live without it. It was wow. just, I was just like anyone listening that's like, no, no, no. You don't understand all my friends drink. It's my life, it's my social life, it's my work life. It was everything to me. It's, you just become an awful human being. Like you just, you're selfish. Was there a moment that 
was like crystallizing uh, like oh yeah. yeah i mean i was gonna kill myself you suffer enough that something inside you goes sometime and i'm like lucky because i hit that point before i lost really the things that were the most important not my career or money but was my relationship with my kids and when i felt as if it impacted them i recognized it it, it was the worst day of my life i made amends and I, for a while, I thought maybe this is temporary. Maybe this feeling is going to go away. But since that day, I swear to Christ, I have not ever wanted to drink once. You know what's amazing to me is how the people who uh, make alcohol have to get a free ride. If I said to you that I was on the board of Philip Morris, you would say that's that's pretty screwed up. If I said that oh, I'm you know I'm on the board of Anheuser Busch, you probably would hit me up for tickets to the Super Bowl. In terms of the amount of social damage, what, Al what Anheuser-Busch has created has produced a hundred times the social damage than what Philip Morris has produced. Yeah. Right? So it's like, it's a, it's, I've always puzzled about it. I don't know how we got it in our heads. Like, to, to, to treat one like it's completely taboo, and the other we kind of shrug. And we ranked all the drugs on those harms, and then we weighted the harms. And amazingly, out of that, to my surprise, Alcohol came top. Alcohol was the most harmful drug in the UK because the social harms of alcohol are so enormous. The harms due to health costs, due to road traffic accidents, due to violence in the streets, domestic violence. Those are the ones that make alcohol in the UK the most harmful drug. What I discovered was that the government did not want that message. And we've been brainwashed by alcohol industries to believe that quitting is really hard. It's part of their propaganda. They're the ones pushing that message, which seems like, why would they tell people it's hard? But they're doing that because if it's hard, you won't quit. You should watch the hell out because um, alcohol is a vicious drug. It's the only drug we know that actually makes people aggressive. Mm. So, and so, so you see a massive effect on crime rates because half the people who murder someone are drunk. Oh yeah. And half the people who are murdered are drunk. If you really want to get killed, the best thing to do is go drink with a family member. <laughs> yeah. So, which is actually statistically true. You go to a college football game and Bud Light will have will be an active sponsor of the event, will have some huge relationship with the school. This is crazy. I mean, it's crazy, right? It's like, it is. this is yeah. the drug that is causing so many problems for young people, particularly yeah. on campuses. Sure. And the schools are hand in glove with the manufacturers of it. Because it's socially acceptable, because yeah. they don't have to worry about repercussions. Because we give it a, we, we give it a, yeah. like, and in a way that they would never have. Marlboro. Marlboro. Yeah. Like, that would no be, way. oh my God, people would pick it. There, there is a lot of pressure on young people not to drink necessarily, but to find happiness through going out and getting mashed. <laughs> like, like, and and I'm sh and that's fun. And have a good time. And good luck to you. But if it doesn't work for you, and if you keep waking up going, hmm, I don't seem to be having nearly as good time as most of my friends. Uh, then you know, then think about it. It doesn't have to be something you do. Is what I all I'd say to people. I started to drink more and more and more, and it was really hard for me to accept that that meant I was an alcoholic. I was like, I can just go back. I was fine before. You know, I just need to take a break. I just need to slow down. I just need to, I, I'm okay. You know what I mean? This isn't me. And I start to drink every day. And I come home from work and I start to drink and I just sit there and drink till I pass out on the couch. You know, in my case, the quickest way of forgetting about the fact that you were being watched was to get very drunk um, and then 
as you get very drunk, you become aware that, oh, people are watching more now because now I'm getting very drunk. So I should probably drink more to ignore that more. I'm not going to be funny anymore. I thought that. I, okay. thought, I thought there was going to be ramifications. Yeah. I thought that um, I wouldn't be able to meet girls if I wasn't drinking. Right. So that was things. what you were afraid of giving up if you stopped drinking. Right. What were you afraid of happening if you kept drinking? Um, I was afraid of not achieving my dreams. I was right. afraid of, you know, uh, ending up a drug addict. So why quit drinking? So I don't end up in hell. Hey, there's a reason, there's a reason to stop. And then if you make that hell real, it's like, here's all the details of my personal hell. Yes, let's avoid that. Right. So then you have something to run the hell away from. Right, so now you to have something towards. towards and something to run away from because I'm afraid of, you know, I can't communicate with women or I'm afraid to, you know, stand around in a circle with tough guys without having like a beer in my yep. hand, you know, or like all these little crutches, you know, yep. I can't. I remember when I got like 90 days sober, I was just like, holy shit, man, like... It was like the first time I'd ever done something like for myself, yeah, you know? Yeah. It felt unprecedented. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not giving up my fun. Yeah. And I could never imagine, well, so when I get married, I'm not going to have a drink. So when I have a kid, I'm not going to have a whiskey. Guess what? Yes, I didn't have any of that. And it's awesome. It was the best thing I ever did. Uh, enabled me to have a, a, a solid marriage and kids and a career. And I didn't end up a crazy actor. No one can get sober for their jobs, for their wife for their kids. They can't do it for any of that. They can only do it when they decide they're done. I was running to things to avoid, to avoid tough feelings, painful feelings. I just didn't know how to deal with them. And looking for anything I found that I, I, I use for escape, to escape those kinds of, um, I guess, difficult feelings. I don't want to be, I don't want to, at this point, to be running from anything. I want to sit in it, I want to feel it, I want to get through the rough night. And I found um, in doing so, you just, you come out the other side with a, a more profound understanding of yourself, a, a greater gratefulness for those in your life, the birds and the trees and everything else. Fear was a big motivator in that for me. You know, losing my family, that was the thing that scared me so much. That was the bottom I hit, that my family's going to go away because of my behaviors that I brought home from the road. I got kicked out of the house by my wife. I was living on my own somewhere, and, I, you know, I did not want that. She did the right thing. She kicked my ass right the hell out of the house, you know? That scared the shit out of me. How long have you been sober now? 15 years. Friggin' saved my life, saved uh, our family. Um and working through that stuff. So very grateful for my wife. She's the one that didn't ask for this shit. She walked through fire with me and we walked out together stronger, way stronger than we ever would have been before. Cause I'm negative and I'm dark and I want to do bad stuff. I want, my, I want to hang out in my, this neighborhood alone. That's dangerous to hang out in this neighborhood alone up here, right? He wants to kill everything, he wants to kill me too. I made the right decision. I made Cuss proud of me. I made myself proud of me. I hate myself. I'm trying to kill myself. I hate myself a lot, but you know, I want to change my life. I want to live a different life now. I don't want to live. I want to live my sober life. I don't want to die. I haven't drank or uh, took drugs in six days. And for me, that's a miracle. I've been lying to everybody else to think I was sober, but I'm not. This is my sixth day. I'm never going to use again. I have a question I'd like you to ask yourself. Would my life be better physically and emotionally without alcohol? It's a question I asked myself regularly. The answer was always, hell yes. But I didn't really like that answer. 
I prefer to carry on drinking. I drank in search of happiness and in search of a lifestyle that I thought would bring me to happiness. Um, it didn't, and I woke up one morning going, wow, I've drank a lot, but I'm still not happy. What's that about? I wasn't drinking because I had a crummy childhood or because I was suffering from any personal trauma. I was drinking because I was physically addicted to alcohol. Because alcohol is normalized in our society. It is everywhere. It is ingrained. It's the social glue that sticks everything together. From baby showers, christenings, freshers week, weddings, parties, funerals, barbecues, celebrations, commiserations, and everything in between. An estimated 23 million Americans struggle with a substance use disorder, and the average American is more likely to die from an overdose than a motor vehicle accident, a mass shooting, and a terrorist attack combined. You can't talk to your, you can't plan for how right. you're gonna feel two drinks in because yeah. you get drunk and then you, it just keeps going. And you see, we've been brainwashed into thinking that there are just two types of drinkers. There are those at rock bottom, alcohol dependent, and there's everybody else, happy social drinkers who are just occasionally a bit lightweight and can't hold their beer. In fact, the reality is very different. It's a spectrum. I would highly recommend you get off the booze elevator before it hits rock bottom. You might say, well, why do people drink too much? It's like, if you like alcohol, that's a stupid question. You know, it's like, okay, so why stop? You do stupid things when you're drunk. You hurt yourself, you, you compromise your health. It's really hard on the people around you. You tend to turn into a liar and it screws up your life. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but it's pretty fun. Yeah, well, it is, but you need something better than that. And what's better isn't being straight and, 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 and not making mistakes. It's like, that's all prohibition in some sense. What's better is, no, you need an adventure, man. You need to get out there and have something to do. Yeah. And, and something worth waking up for. And you need, that's the substitute for the addiction. When you drink alcohol, it can pass into all the cells and tissues of your body. It has no trouble just passing right into those cells. And the fact that it can pass into so many organs and cells so easily is really what explains its damaging effects. Ethanol produces substantial damage to cells. And it does that because when you ingest ethanol, it has to be converted into something else because it is toxic to the body. It's broken down into acetylaldehyde. And if you thought ethanol was bad, acetylaldehyde is particularly bad. Acetylaldehyde is poison. It will kill cells. It damages and kills cells and it is indiscriminate as to which cells it damages and kills. I recall in high school, the motivational speakers would come to my school and say, don't do drugs. Don't do crack, don't do heroin, don't do cocaine, and don't do meth. I'd say to myself, okay, I heard you loud and clear. I won't do drugs. But absent from those talks was any reference to alcohol. From what I saw on TV, in the movies, as far as I was 21, everything was gonna be just fine. But what I didn't hear from those speakers and motivational speakers in elementary school, in middle school, high school, was that alcohol kills more people each year than every other drug combined. Now, my drinking became so bad in Spain, I was blacking out five to seven nights per week. 20 to 25 drinks a night, that was the norm. One night, I ended up in the emergency room. I was thinking I was having a heart attack, but it ended up being alcohol-induced withdrawal symptoms and a severe anxiety attack. But finally, after a decade of being sick and tired, of being sick and tired, 
and a failed suicide attempt due to that damn stigma. On September 7th, I got sober. 45 years ago today, I had a wake-up call. I was heading for disaster. I was drinking myself to death. I'm not preachy, but uh, I got a message, a little thought that said, do you want to live or die? And I said, I want to live. And suddenly the relief came and my life has been amazing. And uh, today is the tomorrow you were so worried about yesterday. You young people, don't give up. Just keep in there. Just keep fighting. Be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. I never look back. A whole new world opened up to me. People report better sleep, better sex, regulated weight. They report clearer skin. People report that their anxiety dissipates. Many people say they find a sense of purpose. They find that suddenly they can take on new challenges. They can start a new career. They can form a charity. They can write the book they always wanted to write. You stopped drinking. Stopped drinking, yeah. Very difficult? No, beautiful, unbelievable. Better. Oh, are you kidding? I would never be sitting here with you. No way, no chance. Because? Because I wouldn't have been able to have access to myself or other people or even been able to take in other people uh, if I hadn't changed my life. No way. And I never would have been able to have relationships that I do. I never would have been able to take care of my father the way I did when he was sick. So many things. Every time the, the chip's not been in control, I've screwed up. And God knows I've screwed up so many times. Oh my gosh, I've screwed up so many times when my chip has not been controlled. This is why I don't like alcohol and this is why I don't like drugs because you're, you're not in control. A substance is doing that. Right? But it's a good thing that you have this rage. Because if we can take this, you know, 97 octane fuel and we put it in the right engine, controlled, oh my gosh. So we need to make sure that high octane is controlled because high octane in the wrong place can blow up a building. Yeah. And then like, it is that thing where it's just, you know, your life just changed and people are nice to you finally when like no one's been nice to you. You've lived, lived in a world like, like the drinking world and the kind of druggy world that I was in. Just like everybody's miserable and they're all mean to each other. Yeah. Constantly. You're just nasty all the time. And then you like go to a meeting and people are like, hey man, like, and you're like just so, it's so confusingly wonderful. I don't miss it generally, like now at all. Like I, like the the sort of chaos I used to invite into my life. Um, I'm like, I'm, I'm really much happier now. I, for maybe the first time, am proud of myself that I didn't quit quitting. Because sometimes they talk about you have an epiphany, and I did. It was one day my wife was out, and I was opening up a new, and I thought, am I out of my mind? Yes. And I made a phone call, and I've been sober ever since. That was 32 years ago. It's a very odd feeling. But I had some great people. I spoke to some people at the time. It's one of those things that you don't even, don't even question. So it's the easiest thing in the world. Because every time I think about it, I'm just like, holy shit, that's the worst thing in the world. I don't want that. I can't do that. And that's the piece that people find. So now I'm that asshole who's like, you know, I'm grateful. I learned a lot. I actually got to be a better person through this process. And I've lost the obsession. Thanks for checking out the Stop Drinking podcast by Sober Clear. If you want to learn more about how we work with people to help them stop drinking effortlessly, then make sure to visit www.soberclear.com.